0: theories of the third kind
1: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today, of course. Danielson. Yo, what's up guys? And Anna.
0: Hey everyone.
1: So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, there are a few ways that you can do that.
0: One of those ways would be with our new Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day, you could sign up for our Patreon and get an extra episode each week. These Patreon episodes are exclusive to members only. Today we released an exclusive Patreon episode. We also have two others already in there waiting for your ears.
2: Another way to support the show is through merchandise. If you go to our website, thirdcon.com, click on the shop button. Then you can see all the merchandise we have for sale. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and
1: merchandise sales goes to bettering the show. Also, I know things are tough out there right now. So if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out then you can leave us a written review on iTunes, and that helps us out a ton. If you don't want to leave one, though, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Tupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, You can click on the contact button, and there you will find our email addresses. That's the end of the announcements, so we're going to hop into today's episode. So how today's episode will work is it will first go over the history of the moon landing, then the secret conversation that went on during the Apollo 11 landing. After that, we will discuss the dark side of the moon and the secret moon bases, then strange facts and findings and theories, and then we'll wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So, who's ready to take a trip?
0: I like going on vacation.
1: Okay, Dan. I love traveling. Okay, well, we ain't taking the Montauk chair anywhere today, sadly. Oh, man. Yeah.
2: Let me go cover it up real quick.
1: Yeah, go cover it back up. Shut it down. Shut it down from warming up. Next week, we'll take it somewhere, though. Yeah. All right. First, we're going to talk about the history of the moon landing, and this kind of goes into the secret moon bases. On July 20th, 1969, Apollo 11 spacecraft, which contained Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Edwin Aldrin, also known as Buzz Aldrin, was the first Apollo flight to land on the moon. At this time, everyone was glued to their televisions and radio sets. Everyone wanted to watch or hear the first human to step foot on the moon. Michael Collins... Flew in orbit around the moon in his command module, while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin descended in the lunar module. They landed in the Sea of Tranquility on the moon at 4:17 p.m. Neil Armstrong then stepped out and descended on the ladder of the lunar module. He then said the famous line of,
2: "That's one small step for man, one."
1: And that is what most everyone remembers. However, there is something that happened afterwards that not many people talk
2: about. Neil Armstrong said to Mission Control that he could see light inside of a nearby crater. Of course, Mission Control requested for more information, but then, the image and sound were interrupted. Everyone around the world was stunned. The transmission went dead, silent, for two minutes. NASA insisted that this problem was the result of one of the television cameras which had overheated, thus interfering with the reception and they should be back up shortly. However, an unexpected problem like this surprised even the most qualified of viewers who were unable to explain how in such a costly project one of the most essential elements could break down. Some say that those two minutes of silence was intentionally done by NASA to cover up a conversation. A conversation that could have changed the entire world. One that could change the entire history of mankind. So you are probably wondering what the conversation was. Well. Let's get into that right now.
0: Okay, so the Apollo 11 conversation, even though it was on a live television broadcast that was interrupted by NASA for two minutes due to the overheated cameras, the transmission conversation was actually received loud and clear by hundreds of ham radio operators. These ham radio operators had their own VHF receiving facilities that bypassed NASA's broadcasting outlets. Ham radio operators are people who basically use ham radios. So what are ham radios? Well, a ham radio is basically a radio that you can use to talk or listen to others across town, around the world, and even space. Now we have an understanding of that let's hop into the conversation that these hundreds of ham radio operators picked up. The contents of this conversation have been corroborated by hundreds of amateur radio operators who had connected their stations to the same frequency through which the astronauts transmitted. And this is what they said.
1: What was it? What the hell was it?
2: That's all I want to know. Mission Control calling Apollo 11. What's there?
1: These babies were huge, sir. Enormous. Oh god. You wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you. There are other spacecraft out there, lined up on the far side of the crater edge. They're on the moon watching us. Those are giant things. This is not an optical illusion. No one is going to believe this.
2: What? What the hell is happening? What's wrong with you? They're here, under the surface. Interference control calling Apollo 11. What's there? We saw some
1: visitors. They were here for a while, observing the instruments. Repeat your last information. I say that there were other spaceships. They're lined up on the other side of the crater. Repeat, repeat. My hands are shaking so badly, I can't do anything. Have you picked up anything? I don't have any film at hand. Three shots of the saucers are whatever they were that were ruining the film.
2: Control here. Are you on your way? What is the uproar with the UFOs over? They've landed here. There they are, and they're watching us.
0: So, with that interesting piece of information, that leads us to the question, what is on the dark side of the moon? Well, what does NASA officially say about it? According to NASA, the dark side of the moon is filled with significantly more craters and less of that smooth surface that we're used to seeing. The terrain is rough and chaotic compared to the side we're familiar with. So we all know that the Apollo flew to the back of the moon. And when they did, they this part may not be as known, but they heard a sound that they described as eerie outer space music. So I have a clip of that sound so you can kind of get a feeling of what it was. We're going to go ahead and play that right now.
1: If I had to imagine what space sounded like, I think that would be
0: it. Yeah. That would be it. The feeling you get when you hear it, that like pulsating, you can feel it in your body. It's really weird.
1: It is It is weird. It sounds like, um, I don't know, like a horror movie, like Hans Zimmer just composed that or something. I love it. Yeah,
2: it definitely had that eerie feeling to it.
0: It's interesting to think about that that is an actual sound from space. That wasn't replicated, that came from an actual device in space. So if we were hanging out on that satellite, you would be hearing that.
1: I heard something about if we could hear the sun, it would be deafening. But I don't know. I'll have to cut that because I have no idea what I'm talking about there.
0: No, I feel like I have heard something like that. I mean, it's got a lot of energy coming off of it.
1: Yeah, it's like a giant nuclear reactor.
0: So yeah, that's just our little tidbit about the dark side of the moon. Um, we'll kind of talk more about it later, but uh, we want to dive into some secret moon bases next. There have been multiple accounts from individuals, including former military intelligence officers, who have claimed that there's more on the dark side of the moon than NASA is letting on. Some say that there are artificial structures, underground tunnels, and secret bases. So let's get into some of those now. Carl Woof, a technician at the Air Force Tactical Air Command Headquarters in Langley, Virginia, analyzed data from the Lunar Renaissance Orbiter, claiming he and his colleagues viewed artificial structures on the dark side of the moon, including radar antennas and structures made by intelligent beings.
1: So we do have some images that we're going to discuss about this Carl Wolf guy. You can go to all of our social medias and these images will be there that you can take a look at. If you can't see the images, I'll kind of talk about them. One of the images Carl Wolf claims in NASA image as eleven forty one six one five five. it's a picture of the moon. He claims it reveals an alien base on the far side of the moon. And he's talking about that white spot. So in the image, you see the moon and then you see like this white spot on the moon. It's like a white circle. So that's what he's claiming is an alien base. I don't know. Uh, It is odd. I mean, it's not like anything else on the moon. I don't know what it could be.
0: I could see it being more of an antenna type device than a base. I mean.
1: Or I could see it being something
2: on the lens. That's what I was thinking.
0: Like a reflection?
2: Maybe. Because if you look, Mm. like, just look at the bottom picture right there, it doesn't even look like it's on the moon. It's just like it's just in front of it.
0: I get that vibe from it, too. Yeah. Or are we looking, maybe we have to think more bird's eye view of it. So, what if we're seeing the top of a castle type feel in the middle and on the left where there's circles like that? Um. It reminds me of a wall you would see uh, in night time, in, like that night's time. It would be a time. wall, and it, yes, thank you, medieval time, or you'd have a wall with protection, uh, you guys, come on, I'm not yeah. the only one that's with thinking this, right? going got,
1: around and all that stuff to protect the people. Yes. Protect the people. But it's
0: just the main wall. There's no more wall to it, but that's, looking at it from a bird's eye view, it would look like a wall was Two viewing castles on top.
1: It is something odd that's not supposed to be there. Yeah, but
2: I have no idea
1: what the hell it could be.
2: No, I'm like trying to zoom in on the picture.
1: I mean, this Carl West guy. I mean, he was assigned to the NSA, and then he did say uh, that the mysterious structures were discovered on the far side of the moon when it was being mapped uh before the 1969 lunar landing. All right. So what else do we got for secret moon bases? Next
2: up, we have underground tunnels. Ooh, my favorite. Some have made claims that they discovered underground tunnels in images captured by India's Chandrayaan One Lunar Orbiter. These tunnels on the dark side were likely the product of tubes of lava flow that created a massive system of caves, potentially inhabited by living beings. Probably
1: by the reptilians. If there are reptilians, our alien greys that we spoke about last week, they're likely in those caves underground.
2: Slithering through them tunnels. I'm a snake. Then next up is the Luna Base. This is supposedly an ancient alien base on the far side of the moon. They say it was filmed by the Apollo astronauts in a number of probes on flyby missions. They also claim the base was an HQ for a massive mining operation using very large machines to extract valuable and rare particles found deep within the moon's rocks. There is also supposed evidence to suggest the base was vacated around three to 5,000 years ago.
1: See, the issue I have with these mining operations is that you have all these materials on other asteroids. Why do you need to go to the moon? Is there something in a, a valuable and rare particles that other places don't have? Or was the valuable and rare particles the base that was vacated and
2: they had rare technology? Huh? Ooh. I was just thinking of all the asteroids that hit onto that side of the moon. So pretty much all those asteroids with the gold, all that stuff, in the moon. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so it's like when you're digging for or whenever you're getting gold from a water source, when you find like the bottom of a waterfall, there's a lot more accumulation there. You're saying the backside of the moon probably has a bunch because all these keep breaking into the back of it.
1: Probably. Okay. I think we need to fund a uh, fund a mission to where we all fly up on a SpaceX. And we all go to the dark side of the moon.
0: Dude, you guys, if you want to support theories of the Third kind, please donate for our space mission.
1: Want to fly us up to the dark side of the moon? i would be 100% for it. Elon, if you're listening,
2: send me. Someone share it to Elon Musk. We'll go.
1: Hell yeah.
0: But right now, only two people can fit. What are we going to do?
2: Dan, you can sit in my lap. You can, you can strap me to the outside of the spaceship. I'll test that out. Well, you'll be live streaming it. Yeah. The camera on the outside is going to be directed like right at my face. (laughs) Before we go ahead,
1: I was thinking, so I watched those SpaceX guys go into the International Space Station and hug the other guys there. And then I thought to myself, what if they had the virus and they gave it to those guys? And then an alien race came along and kidnapped them and they weren't aware that they had the virus. And then it gave it to the alien race. And then we had a war with the alien race. Because we gave them the coronavirus.
0: Dude. I
1: don't know. That's just shit I think about. No, that's Damn. a
0: good thought. I think you should leave that in the show, to be honest with you. I'm just saying, that's a genius thought and a very scary one because it that would is. spread so fast. They don't got ventilators. And on top of that, they got limited air.
1: Yeah. So whew, that would be bad.
0: Dude, that'd be super. I don't even know why. didn't Well, I actually haven't seen the video of them docking to the space station yet. I watched the takeoff and all that.
1: Yeah, if you want to see the video, go to DuckDuckGo, type in two men docking on the images, and you'll be able to see it there.
0: No, I'm (laughs) not, no, no, no. Aaron.
1: (sighs) right. so we're going to move on to the next secret base. This one is called the Dark Fleet. So the Dark Fleet is a German secret space program that originated out of their hidden Antarctica bases and alliance with a group of reptilians called Dracos. It was constructed in the 1960s to early 70s. They have many laboratories where genetic experiments are performed, and they have one section that deals in the human slave trade. Whoa, so you're telling me they fly humans up there and trade their ass? Yeah. Oh, my God, an intergalactic human slave
0: trade? You know.
1: Ooh, I wonder if they got an intergalactic battle where they go up there and they take us humans because we're pretty resilient, right? Like, you can cut off our arm, and our adrenaline will keep pumping, we'll go forward. True. We'll we'll talk about this later. Um, For this last one, I'm going to mix it up a bit. So there used to be a U.S. military base on the moon in operation until 1979, in which, at that time, the Soviet Union destroyed it according to declassified documents. So attached is the report that the U.N. destroyed the secret U.S. base on the moon, which is the declassified document.
0: Yes, I think you said UN, and it's the uh, Soviets that did it.
1: Oh, support that the uh, Soviets destroyed the secret U.S. base on the moon. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting stuff. We'll link it on social media if you guys to go look at it. All right, now we're going to move to strange facts and findings. This first one we're going to go over is called Project Horizon. I called this the nail in the coffin. I was unsure about going into this if I actually believe there was a base on the moon, but when I looked over these documents, I think it solidified it for me, for me personally. Now, I'm not telling you what to think as a listener. You can come to your own conclusion, but just hear me out on this right here. So many people would say that even thinking that we have a base on the moon is pretty absurd, right? Most people would say that. Well, let me tell you about Project Horizon. So more than 50 years ago, before we had ever set foot on the moon, the United States military created a plan to build a secret spy base on the moon's surface. What was this plan called? Well, it was Project Horizon. This is 100% factual. Project Horizon study was declassified by the National Security Archive in 2014. The project was originally published in 1959 and at over 100 pages long, it details a plan to construct a, quote-unquote, moon-to-earth surveillance system that would allow communications with and observation of the Earth. Researchers at this time advocated setting up the Project Horizon base as a permanent installation on the moon and recommended that construction begin as soon as possible. Here is an actual quote
2: from the declassified documents. The program to establish a lunar base must not be delayed and the initial base design must meet military requirements. For example, the base should be designed as a permanent installation, it should be underground, it should strive to be completely self-supporting, and it should provide suitable accommodations to support extended tours of duty. Now, this was from
1: declassified documents. That was straight from them. So, what was the official word from the government about this? Well, They said that they never went through with the project, that no bases are on the moon, and that scientists at the time said the technology didn't exist to implement Project Horizon. So they scrapped the idea altogether. I mean, it makes sense. But there's something that I found that was very odd, because specifically in the documents when all the scientists are talking, they all come to one conclusion, quote,
0: Based on present knowledge, the study has concluded that it is technically feasible to establish a manned base on the moon.
1: Technically feasible. So what's the definition of feasible, you ask, if you're dumb like me? Well, I had to look it up, and it is possible to do easily. That is the definition.
0: Hmm. So what kind of technology did they have then? That they felt that it was feasible, technically feasible, to do so. But then still lied to us and say we couldn't do it.
1: I'm telling you, they had iPhones back then. I'm telling you, they had some technology that we're just now rolling out with.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are definitely ahead of us by, like, probably 10 years on everything.
1: 10 to probably 20, I would say. Yep.
2: NASA has all the... Newest tech out there, and then a couple years later or so, we get it. Seems how it works.
1: Now, I did find some other interesting things in this Project Horizon documents. Um, it said that the military wished to investigate the effects of, deading, <laughs> of detonating a nuclear device on and in the vicinity of the moon.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The,
1: the plan was to send several astronauts to the moon to scout ahead with reinforcements to follow soon after. The astronauts would have to construct a nuclear reactor once they arrived and would be supplied with specially outfitted trackers to handle all foreseeable construction needs. The military even considered launching poultry and fish to the base as sources of food for the 12 astronauts that would staff the moon base. How the hell were they going to construct a nuclear reactor? You know how many people that takes? You know how long that takes?
0: Apparently five people and uh, whatever time frame they wanted it.
1: This could be like Matt Damon when he constructed that farm on Mars.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen that yet.
2: Uh, uh, what's, movie. what's it called? The Martian? Yeah.
1: The Martian. It's
2: a pretty good movie. It was a pretty good movie. All right. next Next up, we have the footage. So according to several sources, video footage of the alien craft was shot by Buzz Aldrin. The same sources claim the CIA took charge of the footage on Apollo 11's return to Earth. Have y'all guys seen that? I have not. I did come across it. It looked fake.
1: It probably was fake. But if he did, if let's just hypothesize or theorize or whatever. If he did shoot some footage, 100%, it would have been taken by the government as soon as he landed.
2: Oh, yeah. They would have definitely taken it and they would have reviewed it themselves to see if it's real or not. Then if it was, they keep it. If it wasn't, fuckers still going to keep it. Yeah. (laughs) So, Aaron, I have some information that may give more thought into the moon being more than just our moon. It's very similar to what you just mentioned, but we have to go back in time to before the Earth was even created. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No one can explain why the moon is older than the Earth. And older by millions of years and the layer of rock is younger than the dust that lays on top of that. That means whatever the dust is didn't come from any type of erosion from the ground. So the moon is bigger than other satellites moons in proportion to its size and the planet it is orbiting. It should only be about 30 miles across but it's 72 times larger than that. It is 2,160 miles across. No. Other natural satellites are bigger than a quarter of the planet in which they orbit. So with it being a little over a quarter of the size of Earth, you would think that the mass would be a quarter less, but it is much lighter. Its mass is only about 1.2% of Earth's, when it should be about the same ratio as the volume.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Does that make it more plausible that it's hollow?
2: It could, definitely. Ooh. I got confused by that math right there for a second. I'm just like...
0: Oh, I know. Man, I'm not great at maths, but let me tell you, so I am a numbers person. And again, I don't mean maths, but in I notice numbers that repeat. With that being said, here are just a few of what I found in relation to the Earth, Moon, and the Sun. All right, so bear with me. Got some numbers. The Sun is almost exactly 400 times the diameter of the Moon. While it's almost exactly four hundred times farther away from us than our moon. They look the same size here on Earth. Is it merely a cosmic coincidence or something much more? Alright, check these ones out. So there are a hundred and nine point two earth diameters across the sun's diameter. At its farthest point, there are a hundred and nine point two diameters between Earth and the Sun. I got a little bit more. So the Moon's polar circumference is 27.3%, which is the same as the Earth. The Moon orbits every 27.3 Earth days. I mean, I feel like this is so precise, someone might have had to put the Moon there. But let me just say that the chances of this random precision are so small. You could say it's almost impossible. With very few exceptions, everything in space has a rotation. And our moon should have a crazy counter spin. Yet it rotates at the exact same rotation speed so we never see the dark side of the moon. So, in my opinion, that would give a perfect viewing point from the moon to us. There's actually a one in a trillion chance that a moon would appear exactly the same size as the sun during an eclipse.
1: Continuing on what Anna said, other natural satellites orbit the planet at the equator. Why does our moon circle our planet at a tendency of five degrees, which just so happens to be the exact distance, elevation, elliptical course, and speed to create life on Earth by creating tidal, flow, and seasons. Aliens placed it there. That's not even the end of the strange things we found. The Apollo 12 lunar module came falling down onto the moon. According to their seismic equipment, it created an earthquake that spanned 40 miles. Their ultra-sensitive equipment recorded the crash and found that the moon, quote-unquote, rang like a bell for nearly 40 minutes and took almost 8 minutes to hit its peak. NASA was so interested in this that they did it again with Apollo 13's module that struck with an equivalent of 11 tons of TNT. Even though the seismic equipment was 100 miles from the crash site, according to NASA, the moon rang like a gong for three freaking hours
0: dude
1: it's hollow that thing it so. is it's definitely a so. hollow moon
0: and i ha- i'm going to go into that in my theory later so i'm not going to i'm i'm getting pumped for it but i'm like ah it's so obvious
1: maybe we should make a hollow moon shirt
0: oh ooh oh i love it do like a sphere and a, a pie cut out or whatever and you could see inside of it
1: observatory with aliens throwing up
2: the peace sign maybe a bigfoot chilling inside there i was gonna say have a bigfoot sign like right inside that says bigfoot 2020 yeah we have
0: got that from now on from now to the history of the end of this show we have to put bigfoot 2020 because when you buy a car or you buy a sticker You know people are still rolling around with Bernie 2016 bumper stickers on their car. Yes. So all these people have like their Bigfoot 2020 stickers on from this year and we just put it in shirts continually or whatever we do.
1: Maybe we should have some Bigfoot 2020 bumper stickers.
0: Oh, okay. That's awesome. I love that.
2: So the moon rang like a gong for three freaking hours. Yes. Then not just that, there's giant spires were seen and when observed, the center spires have the same setup as the pyramids and also that create four perfect right angles with their shadows. Alexander Abramov said, These could not be natural. They were taller than any building on Earth. So NASA tried to say that it was radio waves interacting with magnetic fields of the moon, but the moon has no magnetic fields like planets do. Then 25 years after Neil Armstrong's mission, He gave a speech and included this interesting piece of information. We leave you much that is undone. There are great ideas undiscovered, breakthroughs available to those that can remove one of truth's protective layers. There are places to go beyond belief. Those challenges are yours in many fields of not the least is space, because there lies human destiny. Hmm.
1: Sounds like he's trying to promote the Intergalactic Council.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's mm-hmm. dropping some Easter eggs there, and I'm picking at one because I think he's trying to tell me that he knows a lot more.
2: Do you think, like, the astronauts have to sign, like, a confidentiality form when they go up there, whatever <sighs> oh, they see, absolutely. they can't come back and just say? Oh,
1: absolutely. Because imagine, you're, if you're a country, and we're going to talk about this later in my theories, but if you're a country and you discover something up there that no other country has discovered... You want to take that piece of information and you don't want anybody talking about it and you want to use that, whatever it is, minerals, technology, whatever, as a country to better your country, you know, rather than bettering the world. That's why they're ushering in the New World Order, right? To have all countries underneath one. I'll praise Bigfoot for the New World Order president. Bigfoot 2020.
0: He cares about you and you alone. Nice. Okay, so... I have a few quotes here that are some things that astronauts have said because back in the day if they talked about things they kind of got away with it a little more because you don't have that wide eye of the internet today that's seeing everything you do. So now because we have this advanced technology we're able to go back and pick out some videos and whatnot and I'm telling you, when they got back, they did not look happy. If you see people come back today, they are, because I think they already know what they're getting into when they go in. They know that there's aliens up there. But back then, let's say the first time you actually go up there, and maybe this was their first meeting with official aliens, and aliens were like, oh, guys, the humans are coming today. We got to officially bust them in and start creating treaties and do all this shit.
1: How do you live on Earth? the rest of your life knowing that there's aliens up there
0: do you think that life is nothing do you think that they created us do you do they know more about what we are because they know about aliens and they could expand those people's knowledge on well yeah they put us on this earth as a petri dish type of experiment about fifty thousand years ago and they've been molding us into who we are today
1: my thing is like Imagine if they went up there and the aliens were like, hey, uh they did run into some aliens. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're you guys are the human race. Yeah, we uh manufactured you guys, we're watching you, but hey, the intergalactic council of all the alien races, the hundreds of thousands of different alien races are races around the entire galaxy and universe, they won't let you guys out to play yet because you're still pretty much you're our pets, right? You're our project, you're our pets. We can't let you loose. You got to go in front of the council and kind of plea that, hey, you know, we're an advanced race. We can come play with you guys. We won't spread diseases. We won't go to war with the entire, uh, you know, other races. And then the Buzz and uh, Neil are like, what the fuck? And then they fly back to Earth. And then they're sitting there and they got to think, look, my whole entire reality has been shattered. Everything I know is bullshit. I am pretty much a prisoner stuck on this planet. While there's an entire universe filled with life and technology beyond wonders that I am cannot go to, I'm essentially in a prison right now for the rest of my life, and I did not do anything at all.
0: Or maybe they did, if we go off of a theory that you have in your books to talk about sometime. You're in a galactic prison. God, I
1: wanted to say that theory so bad.
0: That one's so good.
2: Oh, I gotta save it, though.
0: It's really good. I promise you guys it'll be worth the wait. It blew my mind the first time I heard it.
2: All I know is Aaron comes up with some badass theories that just you end up sitting there just like what the fuck.
0: <laughs> All right. So Danielson, let me tell you about some crazy shit about some that some astronauts have said about being in space. Scott Carpenter of the orbiter Mercury Atlas 7 said, and I quote, at no time when the astronauts were in space were they alone. There was a constant surveillance by UFOs. That's one quote. Another was from Buzz Aldrin himself. There's a monolith on the moon of Mars. When people find out about that, they'll say, who put it there?
1: Well, duh. as a person, well, who put it there then?
0: They would say it was a rock and it eroded in this shape, even though there's no wind on the moon. There's no way for it to happen. A comet came in at a, with a cutout perfectly shaped like a spire, and it just cookie-cuttered it out.
1: Yes, yeah, so probably. Stupid.
0: So, we have the first Japanese-American in space, Ellison Onizuka, actually admitted that he saw, quote, small, strange-looking creatures, humanoid in shape. They did not look of earthly origin. I mean, come on, these are people that have been in space and have said that they've seen shit and there's a lot more and you could just tell they know a lot more than they're telling us and I just want to feel that feeling of going to space, seeing what it looks like to look down at our planet that we live on and sense that togetherness. I feel overall, I do feel that now, but I want to feel the ultimate of we are a human race. There is no black, white, Asian. We are people trying to live on this planet, and we should be doing it harmoniously.
1: What if they send you up there? You fly out of the atmosphere. You turn around and look. It's flat. But there's an ice wall going all the way around it, and then the government says you can never talk about flat earth ever again.
0: What if I got out up there, would Jupiter be flat? Is it just Earth that's flat or are all planets flat?
2: That's a good question. I don't know.
0: Danielson, you're a flat earther, right?
2: I could, t- I could point you in a direction of where some flat earthers are. No, no, I believe the Earth is, you know, an oval type shape.
1: I believe the Earth is hot dog shaped. Man, I can't wait to hear that. Big old wiener. <laughs> Big old hot dog Earth.
0: All right, y'all. Yeah. So I know we didn't dig... T- Deep into the moon landing being fake and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't really want to go deep into that. But I do want to say that I did find some interesting stuff talking about how some people believe that Stanley Kubrick, who made The Shining, he played a part in making the moon landing. You know, the cinematic version of it so we could see it. And that he felt so guilty for doing this and lying to everyone. That he puts little Easter eggs in The Shining and even some other movies. But for The Shining, uh the little boy, Danny, I think is his name, he has an Apollo 11 sweater on in the movie. Yeah. Um They have some Tang on the shelf in the house, which was like the astronaut's favorite drink. Just like th- things like that, little Easter eggs.
1: Yeah, on the carpet in The Shining, when the boy's sitting in the hallway in the carpet, the carpet's shape, the geometric shapes on the carpet were the exact same geometric shape as the orbiter, Apollo 11 orbiter or Apollo 11 something. Something to, don't quote me here, guys. Okay, I'm going off the cuff with this. Mm-hmm. It has something to do, just go to DuckDuckGo, okay, and look it up. I'm sorry. I didn't have that part ready. <sighs> Shun me, please. No,
0: you you had it in your knowledge bank somewhere. You got most of it out. DuckDuckGo can save you on the rest.
1: There it is. All right. I guess now we roll into theories. I mean, we've been kind of doing theories throughout today's episode, but now we're really going to jump into it. Okay. I want you guys to hear me out on this first one. I call this one the moon monopoly. All right. NASA lied about the truth of the moon's atmosphere in order to keep other countries from wanting to explore it as well thus ensuring a monopoly on the moon. Like how I mentioned earlier how the country to get there would have people, we were talking about signing NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, for the astronauts. Tell the astronauts, don't say anything about what's up there unless it's passed by us. We don't want any countries knowing if there's something valuable up there, we want to have a monopoly of it. We want the technology. We want the materials. We want whatever's up there to better us as a better country. That's one of my theories, mm. that we don't truly know what's on the moon on the dark side because of the moon monopoly. Hmm? So
0: you don't think that we have monopoly on the moon?
1: Oh, I think we do. Oh. I think there is a monopoly on the moon, but by us.
0: So you're saying we as in the normal people of Earth, we don't know what's on there, but our government does?
1: Yes, the government does, the, peop- the shadow people that are behind the scenes.
0: We need to come up, yeah, with a good, I like shadow people. Something to call, because the government's too, like, direct. Sometimes we mean the government, but we really, we mean the secret people behind those doors that make all the decisions.
1: That pull the true levers that decide, the deciders. Yes. You know, the shadow people. Yes. The true elite that have control of the entire United States. Those are the ones that know what's on the moon. Mm-hmm. They hold a monopoly, but that's just a theory.
0: Reptilians.
1: Reptilians?
0: Reptilians are really aliens. They kind of look like it, don't they?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Speaking of aliens.
1: Oh, the next theory is alien treaty, okay? Alien treaty is that there is an alien race on the dark side of the moon that is monitoring us. The United States and the rest of the countries of the world entered into a treaty with them. This is why no country has been back to the moon in over 20 years. Now, I did hear about a theory that I didn't write down that was in connection with this, was that the, so the Anunnaki, I know we haven't done an episode of it, but we're about to in the future, the Anunnaki landed in ancient Samaria. We talked about ancient Samaria, right, which is the modern-day Iraq, okay? So the Anunnaki supposedly had a stargate, which was a teleporter. What if we found out that Saddam Hussein, his quote-unquote weapon of mass destruction was a stargate, that led straight to the dark side of the moon. And that he was in communication with these aliens. And that's why we invaded them. Not because of oil. Not because of the Twin Tower attacks. But because the true mass weapon of destruction was the Stargate. We had to go over there. We had to find him. He wouldn't tell us where it was at. Finally we got it out of him. We hung him and then we destroyed the teleporter. Or we captured it, deconstructed it, and built one. And that's where the Hadron colliders at right now.
0: Shit. Well, damn.
1: Sorry, did I go too deep?
0: No. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, these morning recordings, I'm on point, okay? Got listeners, if you don't know this, we're recording in the morning right now. We're not recording at night. We changed up our times a little bit. I'm feeling it today, guys.
0: I know. I mean, we're doing a double header, and I feel great. Normally by now, I would have been exhausted, and I still feel like I'm in it. I got plenty more to give. I'm excited. Got a lot more to go. Not really a lot more. We got a little bit more to go.
1: Yeah. All right. That was just one of my theories. That was good. Or one of the theories.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I want to do a little play out like we did earlier where uh, Dan, you'll be the professor and Aaron, you'll be Armstrong. All right. Uh, There was a discussion here. So Neil Armstrong is said to have disclosed his account of what he and Buzz saw. To an unnamed professor during a NASA symposium. So if you guys want to go ahead and do a little acting for me.
2: Trying to sound like a professor here. What's really happened out there with Apollo 11? It was incredible. Of course, we had
1: always known there was a possibility. The fact is, we were warned off. There was never any questions then of a space station or a moon city. How do you mean, warned off? Look, I can't go into details except to say that their ships were far superior to ours in size and technology. Boy, were they big and menacing. No, there is no question of a space station.
2: But NASA had other missions after Apollo 11. Naturally.
1: I mean, NASA was committed at that time and couldn't risk a panic on Earth. But it really was a quick scoop and back again.
0: I mean, for, yeah, going to the moon for the first time, we were there pretty, like, boom, boom, gone. Yeah. It is intriguing. It would create a panic. Yo, hell yeah. We ain't going back up there. Yes. So, pretty interesting conversation, I gotta say. I mean, if the man who walked on the moon gave me that story, I would 100% believe him. I would believe him more if he had had a drink or two in him because I know he'd be letting loose a little.
2: Yeah. I guess with my sense of humor, if I went to the moon and came back, I'd be spreading so many stories about aliens and stuff. Because if it was real, you come back joking about it and shit, people aren't going to take it as serious. But the fact that you come back and you're like all hush hush, people are going to get interest. I would have came back just like, dude, there's this alien there. Fucking whipped out his dick bigger than Bigfoot's. I don't know. you know. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, those
1: green aliens, they got big old dicks. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
0: So I have this thought. I could see this. I went down a rabbit hole with this, and I had to kind of cut myself on it because I could have. we could do a whole other episode on this, so much information. So I'm just going to break down a little bit for you. The moon is hollow, and it was placed here by somebody else. Hear me out, okay? I know it sounds crazy. No. It did for me too. But just listen. I'm going to tell you something. Inside the moon, there's a satellite. And it, that satellite has an alien species that keeps an eye on our planet. Many cultures have writings of, quote, the time before the moon. Some Colombian cultures talk about, quote, when the moon was not yet. End quote. The African culture also talks about and describes the moon as, quote, an egg with the yolk removed, brought to us from far away by a non terrestrial dragon who placed it into orbit. That is mind blowing. So, if you think about that, if that really happened, because of these beings bringing the moon into our orbit, and placed it where it needed to be to create the tidal flow, which shifted the water around the world and threw everything out of whack until eventually it balanced out. And I'm talking about the great floods, that it's possible that when these beings put the moon into our planet, that it created the flooding of the earth, the great like catalyst of like the greatest restart of one of our one of our what four restarts that we've had because of this.
1: I'm over here sweating thinking about it, Jesus.
0: I'm like, okay, if this is true, does that mean that we were living before the moon, but not very great? Maybe things weren't going well for us, right? And then the moon comes into orbit, all those people die because it's kind of like, oh, that batch didn't work out so great. So they took the ones that were the best of the batch and then restarted the earth with the best of the batch and kept things going to where we are now, where we're a lot more advanced than had we, had they kept the original batch of people. They're like, we need to tweak earth a, l- a little. Let's put this moon at a tendency of five degrees and then it's going to create seasons and, and give a more balance between all the parts of the world which is now going to create a better food source for everybody. And then we're going to have these people thrive better because there's more available to them.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start digging into that now. See if I can find some ancient culture text. Hey, maybe when they talk about the Anunnaki and Planet X and Nibiru, maybe that is the moon. Maybe it's already here. Planet X and Nibiru, maybe it was making that big elliptical whip around, you know what I was saying? Going in and out of the universe or in and out of the solar system. Or maybe the moon hit the earth and it got sucked into a tidal lock. Or maybe Anunnaki purposely made it get sucked into a tidal lock. And Nibiru or Planet X is the moon with Ooh. them inside of it. And they're the ones who come and kidnap us and do the crop circles. They come down here, kidnap us, take us to the moon. Shit. We went deep this episode. Boom. We haven't even gotten to our personal theories yet.
0: I know. I was looking at the moon last night in the day sky, just thinking, I can't look at you the same way anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go out there in the middle of the night. I'm going to look up at it. And I'm going to say, I know who you are. I know you're looking at me. I know you're still a big block of cheese in the sky. It's like the Truman Show. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The moon is an observatory. That's basically probably what it is.
0: My life changed after I watched that. Everything seems so real, like that that was, we are 100% being watched by something, someone.
1: Probably. All right, let's go into personal theories. All right, here's mine. Drop it on us. Nazi home. Hear me out here. The Nazis teamed up with the Aryans alien races that we discussed on the first episode of the season, right? The alien episode last week. The Nazis went and established a base on the dark side of the moon, and that is where Hitler escaped to. And that's why we only went up there to investigate to see if he was up there, which he was hidden in the moon.
0: Well, we did just talk about how the Soviets destroyed a U.S. base that was at the moon, and maybe they did that because they didn't want to. The U.S. to have somewhere to go once they got to the moon to get like air or whatever they have at the time so that they could be up there to investigate. I I can't remember how they did it. Like shot a beam or some shit up there and destroyed it. And uh, maybe that's what happened. Shot
1: the moon. Maybe.
0: I mean, it was destroyed by them according to that document. So why destroy it if we're working together?
1: I don't know. It's a good
2: theory. That's all I have for my personal theories.
0: Dan, what do you got?
2: I couldn't really think of anything about the dark side of the moon as much as I tried.
0: What about the moon in entirety? Mm. You're
1: going to take the straight laced with this, aren't you? It's just a rock that rotates around and it's just a regular moon. It's not hollow. There's nothing good about it. We went there. It's not interesting.
2: You know, hearing some of the stuff, it's possible that it's hollow. You know, with the whole hitting it with, I guess, bombs or whatever and hearing the The ringing of the moon. That's very interesting. But I'd believe the moon is like our little meat shield from asteroids. Little meat shield. That's what I'm calling it. Because it has a lot more craters and everything on the back side of it. So it's pretty much like our little shield blocking some of the asteroids. And then, you know, sometimes we get most of them. So, I mean, shit, it could be aliens or the government controlling where the moon goes. So it keeps it still. And with the Earth rotation, it blocks off asteroids and shit. Okay.
0: I could see that a little bit. I mean.
2: It's a, it's far reach.
0: <laughs> it is a, a bit, but aren't all of ours? I mean, we're always reaching for the stars.
2: This is true. Yeah, you have
1: to. Yes. You can't think normal. You got to think out of this world.
2: I mean, the only thing that catches me is like, there's like, what power source are they using on the moon? Like, say for the dark side. Solar. Well, if it's on the dark oh. side, you can't really use solar.
0: But it's only the dark side to us. If I th- I want to say, if you're looking at it from the dark side, it's not because we have pictures of the dark side of the moon illuminated.
2: So, I mean, so I can understand like unless they had like batteries up there, and when eclipse comes, it like charges all these batteries. I mean, I guess I can understand that, right? I mean, well, if they got a base on the
1: moon, they've got to have some ultra technology that we have no idea of. So. They probably have some ultra advanced batteries that, like you mentioned, Dan, that hold years worth of charge and super power efficient homes or bases that barely use up any of this charge. It has to be something like that. or
2: I got it. So I have these big, like a big encyclopedia set of all kinds of shit. You know, the Britannica encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. I actually have mm-hmm. the hardback copies of those. And I actually read up on the moon in there, and there was a the volcanic theory. So it would say, I guess, uh, underground volcanoes and stuff are in the moon because they noticed like little eruptions of like gas coming out of the moon before. That's what the book said.
0: That kind of makes sense because they do, they talk about, I think in one of our theories about the tunnels being made from lava flow. Yeah.
2: So now if there is still lava and all that, can't they use that for energy? I'm, I'm trying to think of what type of energy that would be. I can't really think.
0: Geothermal, maybe? Yes,
2: thermal energy. Yeah. That's it. So, I mean, I guess I can understand that now, you know, they use thermal energy to power a base or something on the dark side.
0: Mm. I kind of think that the moon is an observatory and it could have aliens. It could have both alien and military personnel here kind of like if we do have a treaty with them, they work together. But... They can see us, we can't see them. They can almost look out of it in a way as a double-sided police interrogation mirror. So we're looking at this image of the moon all the time. It never changes, but they can see everything going on here. So the thing I find most interesting is that the craters on the moon, no matter how big, you could have a 10-mile-wide like a meteor that hit the moon, or two mile wide, and the depths of each crater never are deeper than the other. It's almost as if there's a steel structure or a protective center that it hits, hence the ringing that was heard when they dropped the modules on there. They heard ringing. It's because it's a big hollow ball that's got a steel or metal type structure that can take impacts. That's why it's got that many holes in the back and it's still holding up because it's taking all these impacts and just distributing it through the system. If you look on our planet at, let's say, even where the comet that killed the, possibly killed the dinosaurs came in, you know, all that stuff, that is much deeper than one that maybe landed in someone's backyard that wasn't that big. Yeah, it's crazy. that was something that has always intrigued me about. And when I learned about the ringing thing, I said, oh, fuck, this is real. This is real.
1: Anna linked up some images of the craters on the moon. We'll share that on social media so you guys can see that as well. It's pretty pretty intriguing stuff.
2: Yep.
0: It is, yeah. I've also noticed that there's people who post videos of them having a telephoto lens that's got a really nice zoom. And you could stand on Earth... And use this telephoto zoom to zoom into the the surface of the moon. How can you do that if it's as far as it is from us?
1: I don't know. If I, if, if even if I tried to guess, I'd be talking out of my ass, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a video real quick of it. Um, but that goes into my theory that the moon may not actually be as far out as we think it is. And that it could be a hologram.
1: Ooh, the hologram
0: moon. All right, I'm going to send you this link. Copy. I got to admit, I haven't watched the minute 36 of it yet, but...
1: Whoa, I just came across a weird article.
0: What's it say?
1: Hold on, let's watch this video. Dude, how the fuck is he zooming all the way in? Holy shit. Yeah. That's a powerful-ass camera. Oh, my God. Nikon Icon P900. That's a good ad for the Nikon. They should. <laughs> no kidding. They want to sell cameras. Show ads like that. Don't be like wearing this together for the COVID night. Nobody gives a fuck. Show me a. Show me zooming into the moon. I'm gonna
2: go buy that fucking camera. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like pretty close to the moon.
2: Yeah, that's super cool. I'm gonna buy me a telescope so I can look at the moon. I
1: came across this article saying is the moon a hologram, and they talk about this. Guy who posted a series of videos which he claims that he showed proof that the moon is not what it seems He said after observing it for over a year that he filmed what is called lunar waves Which looks like ripples passing across the surface according to him these waves demonstrate that the moon is a hologram He says that these lunar waves are actually power glitches in an artificial electrical system he further asserts his claim by saying that he's been contacted by three individuals who were supposedly uh, had access to top classified information and were able to confirm his suspicions. Mm. Mm, just something to think about. I mean, I always get kind of iffy when somebody says, oh, well, I got top secret information. It's like, yeah, do you?
0: It's hard yeah. to believe.
1: But it's good to th- it's fun to think about, you know,
0: got to keep your mind open.
1: Exactly. All right. Does anybody got anything they want to add before we wrap this up? Bigfoot
0: 2020. No, I, I would guess I'd like to say I hope you have a safe trip, you know. Thank you. It's going to be weird waiting so long to record again, but, you know, we'll still talk.
2: I'll be seeing you soon, Aaron. Prepare yourself.
0: I'm excited for you, too.
2: How long has it been since we actually got to hang out? A little while. Since DreamHack. DreamHack, so yeah. That was, what, two years ago?
1: Yep. Since I got the last, heel face. sounds so sweet, coming from the lips of an angel. Feeling these words, they make me real. town, down, down, down.
2: Okay, see so y'all. Hear this? Do this? I get to hear that in person. So be jealous,
0: guys. And you guys didn't even get a taste of Ghost Face yet.
2: Go, oh fuck.
1: I'll Dude, do. you this guy's just <laughs> goes wait. Face. Yes, he goes
0: face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You think you think you slide your panties to the right for this agent sensation? He'll make your panties disappear.
1: Chris Angel. Mind Damn. freak. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Mind freak. All right. Um, so we're recording this one a little early uh in the week because I'm just gonna let everyone know uh I am moving across the country. I am moving up to the northeast. I currently live in Texas. When this episode will be released is on the 11th. I will actually be currently driving.
0: Man, you've got to be careful.
1: But it's three days of driving. So that's why we're recording a little early. Um, we're recording on actually the 1st. So that's why we don't have any voicemails. So if you've left a, left a voicemail between now and the 11th, you're like, where the hell is it? That's why. So on the next episode, uh, we will play your voicemail. So I guess we roll into ratings and reviews. We're same as last week. We'll read off 10 reviews each episode until we're all caught up so we don't pack one episode with all reviews. All right, this first review comes from Jazzy Duba, and he's from Great Britain, left on May 8th, with the subject line that is a alien and UFO emoji. They left us five stars, and they go on to say, I usually listen to your podcast on my way to and from work, but given these current circumstances, I've been listening to them on my long walks, which I love. I just listened to your UFO episode you did last year and suddenly thought that maybe that's why there's so much crap on TV, to keep us inside watching all the rubbish they put on TV rather than looking into the skies at what might be out there. I also think you should do an episode on 9-11 and Disney. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Quote from Catch-22. Thank you, Jazzy Duba. It's funny you mentioned 9-11 and Disney. That is actually on our Season 2 uh, lineup. Uh-oh. So thank you for yes. the five stars and thank you for the love.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. So our next one that we're going to go over is the is, um from JQF89 from the United States, left on May 8th. The subject line is Frantic Caller. So this person says, I started with Frantic Caller and shared it with my friends and family members. Thank you. It's nice to have something to listen to and to have conversations with my friends instead of quarantine dialogue. That's getting routine. Instead of the quarantine dialogue routine. I enjoy the commentary and research. I am a New York City nurse. Thank you so much for all you did for everybody.
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you.
0: Who questions just about everything. And I do have a lot of questions and I'm glad I'm not alone. Man, for one, thank you for questioning things even though you have a science type background. You got to keep your mind open. Science is great and I love to help. I love to use it. But you also have to think a little bit past that because there's some things we just don't understand yet. So thank you so much for that review. We appreciate that five star.
2: Yes, thank you. And thank you for being a nurse. You're awesome.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That's the most important part.
2: Yes, thank you very much. Putting your put yourself in the danger like that. Mm-hmm. You are a hero. All right. Our next review is from a El, El Nando or El Nando, okay? That one sounds good. El Nando. Yeah. He left it on May 8th, titled Great Podcast with Five Stars. And he quotes, Four awesome people doing their thing going over theories. If there's facts, they mention them and also share their own opinions. Most theories can be kind of scary and a lot of human beings can go paranoid and lose their minds. So I think that the fact that they can also throw some humor into their show is a great combination. Their chemistry is so organic, it's just a joy listening to them bond, have conversations like one would with their buddies, and yet still be able to keep it professional for the sake of it being a podcast. Very entertaining. Can't wait for season two. Why, thank you. Yes. Thank you. El Nanando. Okay. I love your name.
0: Yes. Appreciate the five star.
1: Five star for your name. Boom.
0: Boom. Wish we could five star you guys right back.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. This next one is from every nickname is taken one. They left it on May 8th. The subject line is, as Tony the Tiger would say, it's great. They left five stars. They go on to say, I was looking for a paranormal podcast when I stumbled on this group. I love it and have seen nearly every episode in about a week. Awesome. Thank you, every nickname is taken one. I think you're great. Great.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate your uh, taking time to fill this out appreciate it definitely so this one comes in from ghost wade killer they're from the united states um this is on may 9th titled i want to try dmt five stars you guys are awesome keep the show going i travel for a living and look forward to every new episode bigfoot rocks and ufos are real watch out For that shadow government, later, bros.
1: Nice, sick. Thanks, dude. Ghost way killer. Hey, my rap name is Ghostface. Nice. Yes.
0: Y'all should get together. Anyways. (laughs) Don't be lying. You gotta bust out a rap. Let them know what you can do.
2: You gotta make a tot three k rap. Oh no. No. Oh yes. And that'll be an episode all of its own. Yes. Oh yes. (laughs) All right. Our next review is from. Oh, our homeboy, Goku Kakarot, left on May 10th, titled Super Saiyan, Five Stars. Dude, loving the title and the name so far. (laughs) Yo, what's good, my homies? Enjoying the podcast? Got a lot of friends and family hooked. Keep up the good work. I'll listen to y'all while I install kitchen cabinets. So I have a subject that I wish y'all touched someday. I'm a firm believer in Jesus, and I know y'all don't touch religion. But I was thinking the other day, Satan and some angels were casted out of heaven what if the fallen angels are these people controlling the world and are also these shapeshifters and these reptilians and all these supernatural beings that help the humans or manipulate certain things that happen in the world? What if, when they turn to demons, they give these artists fame after they give their soul souls since they help control everything and also have the power to do all these stuff? And if that is true, where were they cast on? Where were they casted to here on earth or on other planets? Well, damn.
1: Thank you, Goku. That's very deep. You just got with us. That's a lot of things. Uh, Yeah, we don't really like touching on religion, um, but uh, I think reptilians and that whole discussion will probably be coming up in the Anunnaki episode. And I think we might, might have touched on it a little bit in the alien episode. I can't really remember. They all start meshing together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we touched on it in the alien episode as well.
1: Yeah, but if, if we didn't, then the Anunnaki episode that's coming up, we'll touch on it. So keep your ears to the ground and hooked into our podcast, and we'll keep supplying you with pleasure. And watch out for Vegeta. But thank you. I love you.
0: Yes, thank much you love. so much. I'll pick a logo to the next one over here.
1: Jason AOS left on May 11th uh, with a subject line that reads, good job. They left us five stars. They go on to say, you guys do a very good job being explanatory and informative and all of the topics that are discussed on this podcast, cutting edge and entertaining, stumbled over by accident and stayed on purpose. Love this podcast, guys. And girl, keep it going.
2: Nice. Hell Thank yeah. you.
0: That is awesome.
2: We definitely try our best to give you as much information that's correct. <laughs> we try.
0: Yeah. And then you decide what to take out of it. We present. You digest. There it is. Um, so, <laughs> this one is from Da Banana, from Great Britain, left on May 11th, five stars, titled Can't Wait for the Team to Reunite. They go to say, love these guys, but miss the banter in these COVID times. Enjoyed catching up on the back catalog during lockdown here in the UK, suge- uh, during the lockdown. Here in UK Suggestion, Jamaica Inn and Bodmin Moore. The Ram's Head Inn, Pendle Hill, and The Witch Trials. Apologies if y'all have already covered these. Not quite caught up yet. An old English thorny rose. Laughing cry emoji. You know, thank you, the Banana. I hope Bye-bye. that uh, this last week you've been okay with the adjustment of adding me to the team and that you're still getting that sexy, sultry voice that you'd want to hear. <laughs> uh, no, but really... I love this new team setup. I think we mesh well and we'd love to hear from you guys. Let you know what you think. I don't know what else to say, but I hope that everyone's enjoying the addition to the team.
2: Yeah, I think they I think they are. I think they are. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, the banana. Thank you, Banana. But yeah, those those were some great suggestions that we'll have to look into.
0: Yes, definitely.
2: Yep. Alright, our next one is from not bad. Yeah. <laughs> And it's on, from May 11th, titled Great Podcasts, given five stars. I've been listening to your podcast. You guys are so chilled back and make the podcast so much interesting to listen to. Wish you guys had more podcasts, though. Bigfoot for president. Yes. Fucking Bigfoot Ooh. 2020. Yeah,
1: Bigfoot 2020, is the VP, super excited about that announcement.
2: Yes. I heard Chupacabra got a big old dick. No, I'm just kidding. I, get, I gave my right hand to make sure that he runs for president. <laughs> All right. The
1: last review for today is by Sith Bunny, left on May 12th, with the subject line that reads, Saint Macho Man is the best macho man. <laughs> this is five stars. They go on to say, oh, yeah. I love the show, Odd Theories, and some of the stories keep it up. Oh, yeah, the cream of the crop rises, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. uh. Okay, anyways, yeah, I agree. Saint Macho is the best Macho Man. Listen to the theories of the (laughs) third. Listen to the theories of the third con. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't do it anymore because it hurts so bad doing that voice. But thank you, Sith Bunny, for that. I agree. Macho Man, Saint Macho is the best Macho. So that's the reviews for today. Uh, Now we move on to shout-outs. Okay, same thing with the voicemails as with the shout-outs. Okay, we're recording this a little early. So if you're like, oh, I talked to you since June 1st to June 11th, and you didn't give me a shout-out, it's because we're recording this June 1st. And we will give you your shout-out on the next one. I apologize. I love every single one of you, okay? And I didn't forget about you, any of you. You know, every single one of you is great.
0: I need you guys to show me your love and get on Twitter and start following us. We're definitely ramping up what we're doing on there. Um, You know, we had the countdown leading up to release of season two. But just come on, flock on over to good old Twitter. Show me what you want to hear. Have a conversation with me. I don't bite. It's all good. Just come on over.
1: Yeah, and if some of you don't know, if you haven't found out yet, Anna has taken over the Twitter. So if you want to reach her exclusively, you can either email her at Anna, it's A-N-A, at com, or you can go to Twitter and shoot her a DM. Or you can go to Twitter and shoot her a DM. Daniel has taken over exclusively the Facebook, so if you want to send him dicks pics, you can go to <laughs> Facebook and direct message him there. Or you can send him a message at Dan, D-A-N, at com. And I'm still on Instagram. So if you want to get a hold of me, you go to Instagram and send me a direct message. Or you can send me an email at Aaron at TheoriesOfTheThirdKind.com. We have fixed our email servers who are able to receive all emails. And we are able to email you back. So if you want a response, say effing respond to me, you jerk. And we'll respond to you. Also, I know we said it, but merch in the shop, if you want to get it, TheoriesOfTheThirdKind.com. Click on the shop button. It'll take you to our merchandise page. T-shirts, hats, you know, good stuff. Um, Also, Patreon, if you want to sign up for some more stuff, five bucks a month. We got three episodes on there right now. Anyways, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and
2: Anna, you want to roll us out? Of course. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts
0: because you're not alone.